You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I'm still busy interpreting some people's dreams. So if you haven't received yours, it's coming, okay? <laughs> it's coming. With time, I'm going to train some, some dream advisors that can share the load. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so that uh, um, every dream can be attended to. It's interesting. I had a, I think it was on Friday. I'm not even sure if it was a dream or a vision because of it was just like one second. <laughs> you know, so I was, I was just in between, you know, when you're asleep, almost falling asleep or, you know, you're not sure whether you're awake or asleep. And I saw Jesus far away, you know, and at a distance and he was, he was there and there were angels, lots of angels behind him, but they were facing, it's like they were coming towards me. Then I saw it like they stopped, but they were looking. And then it ended. So, of course. <laughs> I said, Lord, what does this mean? He says, no, I'm getting ready to come. So, there are there are things we've been pressing into, we've been praying, we've been trusting God for. So, what I receive from the Holy Spirit is that He is ready to come into our midst and start working with us to fulfill the things that He has spoken to us. Hallelujah. So, they're just standing. It's like waiting for a few things to get into place before coming. So, let's keep praying. Let's keep trusting God. Let's keep doing what we know to do. Come on. Yeah, and what we ought to do that we don't know that we should do, may the Lord speak to us and help us to ready ourselves so that we can enter into the dimension that... Um, he has for us. Amen. So it's amazing. Uh, there is great anticipation in my heart. And I'm sure in yours as well. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So your life is going to be changed. Amen. In a way that you will be surprised. Amen. And people around you will be surprised. Amen. Because the Lord is going to work with you. Amen. And his angels will be at work with you as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So I'm excited about that. Um, I think it was it uh, the week before that we had the prayer in Kempton Park. When was it? La no, the week before we had the week of prayer. And one of the things what we were praying about was faith, uh, fruitfulness. So I, I felt strongly in my spirit that we need to touch on that aspect. Um, and. Uh, God wants us to be fruitful. So I'm going to start a series today 
It's called the mandate of fruitfulness. Alright? It's a mandate. Fruitfulness is not an option. It is a mandate. Father, we thank you. We bless you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I thank you. Because you speak through these lips of clay. And let your people not only be edified, but let them be changed. Let every one of us be changed. Not just to be challenged, but to be changed and to be transformed. That we will be fruitful in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, I want to read just, I want to start by reading verse 11. It says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. Okay, so God is speaking here. We know that this is talking about the creation, or depending on your theological persuasion, if it's creation or recreation. <laughs> you know, in other words, if it's the... Um, if, uh, if you believe in the gap theory, if you believe in the gap theory, the gap theory says that between verses 1 and verse 2 of Genesis, there's a gap. So it's like um, some scholars believe that um, that's where the rebellion of Lucifer took place, and that's when the earth became void huh? and chaotic. So that happened before the Bible says that uh, God said, let there be light in verse 3. So here, irrespective of what you believe, right? The point is this. In verse 11, God is speaking to the earth. And he tells the earth, bring forth grass. All right? And the herb that yields seed. And the fruit tree that yields fruit. God is speaking to them and says, bring forth. Bring forth. According to its kind. Yes? Whose seed is in itself. Yes, and it was so. Alright, so God um, is speaking to the earth. And then we see later on, he's speaking again. Something similar. He says um, in, verse, in verse 22, God blessed them. This is talking about um, the creatures of the sea and, and so on. God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters in the sea. Let birds multiply on the earth. So God is speaking and he's telling them, multiply. Multiply. And I sense that God is telling us today, multiply. He's speaking to you and say, multiply. He's speaking to you and says, be fruitful. Okay. So we see, then we go, we go to, let's, let's jump to... Uh, because he keeps he, he he says the same thing to the cattle and the creeping 
things on the earth, the beast and so on, he, he gives the same command. It's the same mandate. All right? He gives the same mandate to them. And um, then he saw that they were, it was good. So then the Bible says in verse uh, 26, God said, Let us make man in our image, right? According to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God was speaking, and we know that this is a conversation. God was not speaking to the angels. How many people know that? Yeah. Okay, God was speaking. It was a, it, it was a, uh, a conversation. Um, God was speaking to the, to the Son and the Spirit. Let us make man in our image. He has made um, the animals. He has made uh, vegetation, plants, birds, fish, and all of that. After making all of that, now he says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. In other words, God was also trying to fulfill his own mandate. Okay? The mandate for fruitfulness, the mandate for multiplication. Anytime God gives an instruction, I have news for you, God has already done the same thing. God is not the kind of person that will tell you, do what I say, but not what I do. So if God says to you, do something, if you check the word, you will find out that God has already done the same thing. Hallelujah. God leads by example. He does what, whatever it is he expects us to do. He has already done it. So, we see here, he says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Remember that he had, um, in verse 11, he, when he spoke to the trees, the, the grass, the herbs, he asked them to produce fruit according to their kind. Now God is about to produce according to his own kind. God is about to produce according to his own kind. Right? So let us make man in our image. According to our likeness. Then he says... Um, verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, it says, then God blessed them. Notice, he didn't bless him, he blessed them. That's plural. Come on. You're getting my point. All right. He, so he blessed them and he said to who? To them. He said to them, be fruitful. Let me pause there. So the, the rest of the mandate, in other words, the first step is by being fruitful. 
There are certain things you cannot see until you begin to be fruitful. Yeah. Be fruitful. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, God expects to be fruitful. Yeah. You must. You don't have an option. If you're going to please God, you must be fruitful. Jesus said in, 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 in John chapter 15, verse 8, he says, By this, huh? uh, the, by this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. He huh? says, In this, in this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and that your fruit should remain. Okay? In this, my Father is glorified. Then he says, so shall you be my disciples. Glory to God. So fruitfulness is not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's a mandate. It is a mandate. So you need to start thinking fruit. One of the things we've been able to successfully do in this church is to banish barrenness physically. Yeah, so that's why I said if, 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 if you don't want a baby and you come here, you better be careful because you will just conceive. Glory to God. So now it's time to deal with spiritual barrenness. Glory to God. It's time to be fruitful. And this is all around fruitfulness. Not just spiritually. In every aspect. Every area of your life, God wants you to be fruitful. Alright? So God blessed them. He didn't bless him. The problem we have today is that we are so individualistic. Huh? And it's, it's, it's due to Western influence because in Africa, we, don't, we didn't used to think like that. But now, Western influence has so affected us that it's just me, myself, and I. So, one uh, multiplied by a million. Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah, that's true. Mo- <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, it's a million. Oh, what am I saying? One multiplied by zero is what? Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. You guys, don't, don't confuse me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So one multiplied by zero. So if you are alone, huh? And there's nothing to multiply by. And you are praying and fasting. Mm. I can feel it. 
You can feel whatever you want to feel. It's still zero. All right? So when it's time for fruitfulness, God speaks to them. Not him or her. He speaks to them. So that's a divine pattern. Even when it was time to make man, God spoke. He says, let us. Yeah. Let us make man. So he spoke to the Godhead. God the Father spoke to the Godhead and said, let us make man. In our image, after our likeness. So the Father didn't just wake up. I mean, I'm omnipotent, all-powerful, so let me just do it on my own. No, he didn't do it like that. So, even for him to be fruitful, he required the involvement of God the Son and God the Spirit. And that's how come we're here. All right? So now, when it's time for man to be fruitful, he... Okay, let's, let's go. Let's skip quickly to chapter 2. All right? He makes Adam. This is not about marriage, but this is about fruitfulness. We're dealing with marriage sometimes. Verse, chapter 2, verse 15, it says, uh, Okay, verse 7 says, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Then verse 15, Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Alright? We know that this was just Adam. Now, in, in chapter 1, God blessed them. The command for fruitfulness was to them. Now he brings man and he puts him in the garden. Alright? Gives him an instruction. Tells him to, to, um, uh, to tend and to keep the garden. And even commands him not to eat from every tree and all of that. Except the, I mean, not to eat from the tree in the midst of the garden. But he could eat of any other tree. Then, verse 18, the Lord said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Alright? Then we know the story, how God now puts, uh, God brings the, um, the animals and asks Adam to name them, and he named them. The animals were in pairs. Because they also had a commandment for fruitfulness. They were also commanded to be fruitful. They were also commanded to multiply. Okay, so Adam saw them in pairs. But he was alone. Now, he cannot be fruitful alone. No matter how much blessing he has. No matter how much anointing he has. No matter how much wisdom he has, no matter how, how powerful he is, he cannot be fruitful alone. Fruitfulness is not a one-man show. 
Are you getting me? It is not a one-man show. Fruitfulness requires the involvement of another party. That's why I don't believe the, all these people that say, oh, well, this guy, he, this is a self-made millionaire. It's a lie. There is no such thing. You, you can never make yourself. Somebody helped you. Somebody assisted you. Somebody stood by you. Somebody believed in you. Somebody locked shields with you. At some point, you might not want to acknowledge that because of your pride, but don't deceive us. Somebody helped you. Glory to God. So fruit, fruitfulness can never be attained if you don't allow somebody else to be involved in your life. Glory to God. And I can prove this to you. It, it applies all around. It applies all around. So God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took out one of the ribs and closed the flesh in his place. Then the rib which the Lord had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. And Adam says, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. Where did he see father and mother? Adam, who told you that? <laughs> Good question. So, God, it's, it was after this that Adam could now be fruitful. Alright? So, the point is this. In every area of life, if you're going to be fruitful, there are other things that need to be added to what you have. Glory to God. So here we see that in, 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 in being fruitful, biologically, it requires a male and a female. Correct? Yeah, to be biologically fruitful... It requires a male and a female. That's why God didn't make huh? Adam and Steve. <laughs> yeah. You can't use the same chromosomes to produce something. How? How are you going to do that? So each one needs to have a helpmate. Okay? Yeah, a helpmate. So, for instance, let me give you an example. You want to start a business. And you decide that you will do this business. Nobody should help you. Just, you are so skilled. Nobody. What you don't realize is that your skill in the spirit might be just a male gender. 
Glory to God. There is a combination. Say combination. So there is a combination. That somebody else can bring another skill. And I'm not talking male, female now. All right? I'm not saying you can't start a business if you are just a man. But you need, you need the input. You need the contribution of another party. So if your skill is tantamount to the male gender, then you need a female gender in your, in your business. You know, I mean, you, you need skills that is tantamount to a female gender. And together, it now produces fruit. Am I communicating? Good. So, we bring it down. Let's say um, we bring it down to our lives. Spiritually, for you to be fruitful spiritually, there are combinations. Glory to God. Yeah. There is what you need to combine with what you already have. <laughs> To make you fruitful. So the kind of person that says, oh, well, I just want to be myself. And, you know, I don't need any, any, I don't need any contribution. You will be left alone. And it is not good for a man to be alone. It is not good. Glory to God. Yeah. So every one of us needs to be fruitful. So. God has put something in you because he says, okay, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And not only did he make man in his image after his likeness, he blessed them. You know what it means to bless? It's an empowerment. It's an impartation. God has put within you the ability to be fruitful. You have it in you. You have it in you. So you just need the right combination. You need the right combination. And that would help you to be fruitful. So, if, let's say, for instance, you have, you are, you are leading a connect group, that connect group should be fruitful. Are you getting my point? Yeah, that connect group has the ability within itself to be fruitful. So there is what you need to combine to be fruitful. If, for instance, you are a leader, you have within you the ability to be fruitful. So you need to produce after your kind. But that will not happen just like that. There is a winning combination. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So if there's a department, that department should be fruitful. How many people have seen a tree that eats its fruit? Let me see. Come on. You've seen, you've, maybe one tree that, you know, loves its fruit so much, I decide, decide to eat the fruit. Have you seen it anywhere? Who enjoys the fruit? Huh? Others. So every tree 
produces fruit, not for its personal benefit. It's for the benefit of others. So when we talk about fruitfulness, you cannot be self-centered and self-seeking and be fruitful. If you are going to be fruitful, you need to be others-minded. Are you getting my point? You need to start thinking of others. Many times people come to church, it's like, well, you know, they didn't really get it today, you know. No, 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 you are being self. That is being self-centered rather than other-centered. So the reason why sometimes, I mean, um, many of us don't really, are not really aware of our environment and the opportunities for harvest and the opportunities to be fruitful, we're not aware. It's because we're self-absorbed. Am I correct? Am I in a graveyard or something? (laughs) Keep on preaching, Eric. You're doing well. Let me encourage myself. Yeah. So if you are too self-centered, too self-absorbed, I'm telling you, you will find it hard to glorify God. You will find it hard to glorify God. Even if you, you have the ability, you have the skill and everything. And let's, say, let's say you sing, right? And your singing is like, you sing. Better than Angel Michael. Or Angel Gabriel, sorry. Maybe not Michael. Michael is a warrior. I can imagine his voice. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say you sing better than Angel Gabriel. Right? Or one of the heavenly singers. Maybe the heavenly soprano cannot even hit the notes that you can hit. Imagine that. Huh? Or your bass. It's, it's like, there's no angel that can get that kind of baritone. Now, each time you have the opportunity to sing, and you, you, you're singing, you're just thinking, oh, how good I sound. Oh, I'm so impressed with my gift. You, you know what? God can't eat that. Because it, it, won't glory, it doesn't give glory to him. Because now it's glory to you. <laughs> so you're, you're singing it. I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy what uh, serving God or whatever it is you're doing. But you, you, you need to be more conscious of the fact that you're doing it as an offering to God than to yourself. Because the moment you start doing it for yourself, Not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not pleasant to God. So whatever it is that God has enabled you to do, do it for the glory of God. And do it to be a blessing to others. So it's kind of like a triangle. You are here. Huh? Others are here and God is there. So every time you have it, make sure. Know that you can't do it alone. There's always somebody 
in order for God to enjoy it. So even your salvation, you are not supposed, okay, fine, salvation is a personal thing. But serving God, it's not supposed to be personal. We're supposed to do it together. Okay? We're supposed to do it together, and that way we will be fruitful. And God will be glorified. And other people will enjoy serving God because of us. How many people have been inspired by somebody? Maybe you just, there's somebody you know in church and you see the way they serve. They, you know, you just, you just admire them. Come on, let me see. You've been inspired. Okay, that's right. You see, you're inspired. They are faithful. They are diligent. They are serving God. They are, and you can see the way they work with other people. That is like fruit you are eating. So it's now being, becoming a blessing to others. You might not be perfect in doing it. But it gives glory to God. So somebody else can partake of that. Amen? And that's how God wants it to be. You cannot be fruitful alone. Just like biologically, it's not possible for you to produce fruit alone. Huh? Oh, Doc, have you guys come up with any way? Huh? They, you, with all the science, you, there's nothing. Even if you don't want a husband, you need a sperm. Somebody, you have to go and get it from somebody. You get my point? So spiritually, there are certain virtues. Spiritual virtues also have, um, they, they have counterparts. Hallelujah. They have counterparts. So you mix them. When you are able to mix them together, then you will get the fruit that that virtue is supposed to produce. For example, you look at the Bible, you look at the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, in Proverbs, it talks about wisdom as a she. Why would, why, why, why is it that it's talking about she when it talks about wisdom? So, in other words, in the spirit, wisdom has feminine qualities. So wisdom on its own will not be fruitful unless it is mixed huh? with other qualities. Just like your faith. Your faith is, is, has, you know, it's is, is, is kind of like a masculine gender in the spirit. So your faith on its own cannot be fruitful. That's why all your prayers and your confession is not producing fruit because you are not mixing it. All right, let's look at some scriptures so you don't think I'm making these things up. Look at, let's look at uh, Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Even the scriptures... Even the scriptures that you, you take and you're believing God for, you're applying, you're standing on the word of God. Do you know that you need to combine it? Look at Psalm, uh, sorry, Isaiah 34 verse 16. 
although the context here is talking about the judgment of the nations, Edom, and so on, but I want to extrapolate a principle in verse, six, verse 16. It says, search from the book of the Lord and read. Okay? It says, not one of these shall fail. Come on. The word of God will not fail. I said the word of God will not fail. It has never failed and it will not fail in your life. It will not fail in our lives. It will not fail in your family. It will not fail in our midst. Yeah. So look at it. It says, not one shall lack her mate. What is he talking about there? The word. So say, not one shall lack her mate. He says, for my mouth has commanded, has commanded it, and his spirit has gathered them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the Lord, is, the prophet is speaking. All right? He's speaking. He says, search. Read the scroll. Read the Bible. Read the word of God. None of these shall lack her mate. Every one of them has a mate. In order to be fruitful, there is a mate. Hello? There is a mate. In order for it to produce fruit. So God has commanded and the Holy Spirit is ready to gather. To bring together the harvest. So God has spoken. You, 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 there is a mate. Every principle has a mate. At least a mate. <laughs> Glory to God. So you need to combine them. Say it's time to combine. So as to be fruitful. Turn with me to 2 Peter. Mm, just laying some foundation. I'm going to be so fruitful. My God. This is going to be incredible. I don't know about you. I'm ready to be fruitful. Exceedingly fruitful. 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 5, it says, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your what? To your faith, what? Add to your faith, virtue. So there are things you need to add in order to be fruitful. Glory to God. There are things you need to add to your life in order to be fruitful. There are things you need to add to your faith in order to be fruitful. There are things you need to add to your business in order to be fruitful. There are things you need to add to your connect group in order to be fruitful. There are things you need to add to your ministry in order to be fruitful. Hello? Find out what it is. There is a mate that you need to add. Otherwise, you remain single. You want to break that limitation. Maybe your business has been bringing in just maybe, uh, I don't know what your turnover is. Maybe just a million. And you want to go into 10 million. There is a mate. 
So there's a mate for every kind of fruit. <laughs> Glory to God. You can't just grow without a mate. It's an illusion to think that you, you can just do it without a mate. That mate could be a principle. It could be an action. It could be another person. It could be another business. It could be an alliance. It, it, there is a mate. Are you following me? Yeah. There is a mate. So many, 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 many people, especially Africans, don't, 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 don't want a mate because they want to do it all alone. You want to, you want to own 100% of zero. Come on. Yeah, 100% of zero. That's an amazing achievement. Huh? Rather than have a portion of billions. Come on. Hello. Get delivered and start thinking fruit. The moment you, it's just about self, barrenness comes in. Barrenness comes in. Makatokosto. Say, Lord, make me fruitful. Show me the winning combination. Hallelujah. Yo, there is a mate <laughs> somewhere for you. There's a mate for your business. There's a mate even for your life. <laughs> There's a mate. My Lord and my God. All right. So add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self control, to self control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness. Right? To brotherly kindness, love. Now look at verse 8. He says, For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What? I mean, why is he bringing the language of fruit and barrenness into a relationship? Has it occurred to you? That even in our relationships, every relationship is supposed to produce certain things. Hallelujah. Every relationship is supposed to produce certain things. Okay, you have your best friend. What is that relationship producing? Is it a barren relationship? Or is it a fruitful relationship? So you need to start questioning your friends and your close associates. What is this thing producing? Where is the baby of this relationship? I'm not speaking biological. I'm not speaking biology. I'm sure you are smart enough, wise enough, mature enough to understand what I'm saying. Glory to God. So even if you are two females and you are friends, what is that producing? 
Is it just for being together? And then sharing some juicy information? <laughs> Come on. Is that the child of that relationship? Huh? What, what, what is it? What, what is it about? Anyway, Jesus said in Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 7, he says, you know, that a good tree can only produce good fruit. You, you, a bad fruit, bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So, you know. So, if that relationship is only, it always produces doubt. It always produces unbelief. It always produces fear. It, it, then there's a problem. There's a problem. Maybe that's not your mate. Your mind is going. Huh? Yeah. So, you need to be purposeful. Alright? This is supposed to glorify God. It's supposed to produce a fruit that will glorify God. God should look at this relationship and get something out of it. Are you following me? Yeah. The, my community should look at this relationship and get something out of it. People around, my church should look at this relationship and get something out of it. My connect group must, sh should look at this relationship and get something out of it. Not you go, get into a place, you begin to minus everything, you begin to, you don't, don't no. You open your mouth, people just part ways because of you. What is that? What kind of seed are you sowing? Hmm? Lord, make me fruitful. He says, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Oh my goodness. So there is spiritual short-sightedness. Even to blindness, the spiritual blindness. Hmm? So we can be religious and be blind. You know that, right? We can be religious and short sighted. So even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. <laughs> this is a major crisis. He says, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. If you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God has placed in you the capacity to be fruitful. Wherever you go, fruit should just be coming out of your life. People should be blessed just by being around you. People should, be, people should, should want to serve God just because they know you. People should be attracted to the kingdom of God because of you. Hallelujah. And that's why the Bible in Galatians chapter, chapter, um, uh, chapter 5, verse 22, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. You see that the, the fruit of the Spirit, these are things that people, other people benefit from your life. Let's look at that. Hallelujah. There are different types of fruit. But here, 
you know, I've, bought, I've kind of put them all together, but let's, let's look at uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Huh? So when you walk in love, people benefit, right? Yeah, people benefit. When you walk in love, then it says, huh? Uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. When you are joyful. Now, joy has nothing to do with your circumstances. So don't say, oh, well, the reason why I'm, I, I, I don't have joy is because, you know, things are so bad. No, no, no. That's not joy. That's happiness. Happiness and joy are not the same. Don't confuse the two. Happiness depends on happenings. That's why you never see someone that won a lotto looking sad. You see them celebrating. I see sometimes, uh, you know, when I used to watch TV, I see some of them, they'll even kneel down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you see, they start worshiping. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, that's not joy. Don't confuse that for joy. That is happiness. But joy is, is, is a unique quality. It is, you can have joy in the midst of sorrow. Yeah. That is interesting. So you, things can be bad and at the same time you are joyful. Because the joy of the Lord is strength. So it will give you the, the strength to go through the challenges of life. We have gone through a lot as a church. But what keeps us going? Joy. Glory to God. When I look back, when I look at some of the precious promises of God, I'm just joyful. I remember a friend actually sent me a dream. I, 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 I saw it um, the other day. This was probably, um, I don't remember the date, but Almost two years. And this dream talks about how, you know, we were looking for a place to worship. You know, we had issues with the building. And then I was upset, you know. And, and then, and then um, we were meeting at a place. And it's, it's, it's almost like a kitchen kind of situation, you know. And she said, in the midst of all of that, she heard the voice of the Lord say, Rehoboth, I have made room for them in the land. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when you are going through stuff, go back to what God said in the past. You will draw strength from there. If you are going through a sorrowful situation, you have a mate that will bring joy. And that mate could be a prophetic word. That mate could be a scripture. That mate could be a vision. That mate could be a dream at that time. And, the, the, you know, when you combine with that mate, it brings joy. It's just like when a baby is born. It's always a bundle of joy. Am I correct? Hallelujah. So there is, if you are not joyful, it's because you are lacking your mate. Lacking a mate. 
So you see all this fruit of the Spirit. Huh? Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are all fruit that people can pluck from your life. So you can't tell me you have the Holy Spirit and you can't control yourself. What's wrong with you? Huh? It's an insult to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, because God has blessed you and he has put his spirit inside you. Tell me, oh, Elijah, he was angry and he called down fire. Are you Elijah? Are you Elijah? Elijah didn't have the Holy Spirit in him. You do. So Elijah can get away with that. In fact, he got away. He didn't even die. God took him. So, what are we saying? It's time to be fruitful. It's, ta- it's time for you to begin to pray about fruitfulness. It's time for you to begin to, to think seriously about being fruitful. All right? Who is it that is standing with God because of you? Who? Is it enough? Don't you? You need more fruit. (laughs) Glory to God. Look at the whole earth today. Over 7 billion people. God just spoke to two people. He blessed them. Huh? He says, be fruitful. Multiply. Huh? And replenish. Then have dominion. It's a sequence. So you want to have dominion, but you don't want to be fruitful. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I want to dominate this, this space. Where's your fruit? Now, how much fruit have you produced to now start dominating? Do you realize that your dominion is directly proportional to your fruitfulness? You better think twice. We need to be fruitful. Hallelujah. And I believe that God wants to activate some unusual fruitfulness in our midst. He wants to make us so fruitful. It's like everywhere you go, you're just producing fruit. <laughs> Come on. They say some people, it's like whatever they touch becomes gold. My goodness. That's fruit. Let's be fruitful. If you're not fruitful, you need to start crying about it. Glory to God. Rachel was, was, um, is it Rachel or Rebecca? Rachel. Rachel was barren. Okay. In Genesis chapter 30, her sister Leah had, (laughs) was just so fertile. Oh my goodness. She was so fruitful. And, 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 she was so sad that she said to her husband, she said, 
give me children or I die. <laughs> that is how to respond to barrenness. Glory to God. That is how to respond. If you are not fruitful, if your life is not producing fruit, God, give me fruit or I die. <laughs> what is wrong? What? You have blessed me and you have told me to be fruitful and I cannot see the fruit. Where is the fruit? There is something wrong. Show me what it is. Where is my mate? So maybe Rachel's mate was that desperation. Glory to God. Because the Bible doesn't even tell us that, uh, that her husband went to pray. He didn't go to pray. Isaac prayed for his wife and she conceived. The Bible tells us that. But with Jacob, nothing is mentioned about prayer. Instead, the guy was angry. Am I God? What's wrong with you, woman? Am I God that you are, you're, you're, you're angry with me? Go sort yourself out with God. Hallelujah. So, but that desperation. No. I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. Glory to God. So, whatever it is, God has given you the ability to be fruitful. Maybe there is some wisdom God has given to you. Maybe the fruit might be writing a book. Maybe the fruit might be releasing an album. Maybe the fruit might be, you know, producing a movie. Maybe the fruit might be... I mean, come on. They, you, we must be fruitful. We must be fruitful. Glory to God. Maybe the fruit might be starting a business. We must be fruitful. Hallelujah. Let's, let's, let's stand up on our feet. Glory to God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. Come on, talk to the Lord. I don't know if there's an area of your life where you feel, no, no, this area is barren. I need some desperation here. I need some desperation here. Maybe, maybe you know, your relationships are not working. That's, that's a sign of barrenness. You need to do something about it. My God, if all our tribes are fruitful, we'll be in a, better, in a different place. If all our connect groups are fruitful, we'll be in a different place. Imagine, imagine our worship team being so fruitful that we have five different teams. Come on. Glory to God. Imagine that. Imagine our worship team writing songs that bring the glory of God. When we sing it, then, then God comes down. Imagine that. Then, then releasing it to the nations. Imagine that. Imagine that. Every one of us has been called and mandated to be fruitful. And I don't know about you. It's a challenge to me as well. I want to be more fruitful. Hallelujah. I want to write books. More books. I want to, I want, I want to write songs. Come on. Glory to God. I want to plant more churches. 
We're going to reach the whole of Midran. We want to bring Midran before God and say, here is the fruit. Hallelujah. We just need a winning combination. Just begin to talk to God. Come on, Lord, show me, show me. Show me what I need to do to be fruitful. Come on. Lord, my God, to, to defeat every form of barrenness. You said, none shall lack her mate. None shall lack her mate. Whether it is an action, whether it is a, it's a collaboration, whether it is, you know, a combination of virtues, whatever it is, Lord, show me, speak to me, help me. I want to be fruitful. My Lord and my God. I want you to be glorified. I want to make more disciples. My Lord and my God. I want to be fruitful. Mighty God. Mighty God, I rebuke every barrenness. I want you to come against barrenness in every area of your life. Come on, come against that. It's not part of your covenant. It's not part of your inheritance. Come on, talk to the Lord. Tell him, yes, I rebuke barrenness. Every barrenness be gone in the name of Jesus. Yes, I curse every barrenness. In the name of Jesus, in whatever form, I refuse to be barren. I refuse to be unfruitful. I refuse. In every area of our lives, in the name of Jesus, mighty God, mighty God, Mighty God. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.